Hi, everyone, and welcome to our Midweek Bible Study 2022 Fall Edition. I'm Pastor Tim with Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas, and it is an awesome pleasure to be with you today. It is Wednesday, October 12th. We're continuing in our study of 2 Corinthians. The topic for today is called The Glory of the New Covenant, and the scripture reference is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 to 18. Now, this passage contains Paul's comparison of the glory of God revealed in two covenants. The first is the old covenant with Israel. Second is the far greater glory revealed in the new covenant of God's grace through faith in Christ. The glory of the old covenant is fading just as it did on Moses' face after he'd been with God. Those who come to God through faith in Christ are forgiven for their sins and able to look on God's glory. The veil of unbelief must be removed by the Spirit through Christ. Those who see him become like him. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more in just a moment. But as always, we want to welcome you, especially if you're a first-time listener, and say we're just glad you're here. We always start, though, with a word of prayer, so that's what we're going to do. So join me in that. Gracious Heavenly Father, O Lord Most High, open our hearts and minds to share with us today what it is about the glory of the new covenant. What is it all about? How does it affect our lives? In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, get your Bible or Bible apps open to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 to 18, and follow along as I read 2 Corinthians 3, verses 7 through 18. The old way, with laws etched in stone, led to death, though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Should we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which had been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. This veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Amen to the reading of his word today. Are you ready to dive in? All right, let's go. Let's start with verses 7 and 8. The old way, with laws etched in stone, led to death, though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? Powerful verses, aren't they? Wow. Here's the question. In these opening verses, Paul used the story 
of the giving of the Ten Commandments to illustrate the difference between his ministry and the ministry of Moses. What does Paul say is the difference? First, I would encourage y'all to read about the story in Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 to 35. That's Exodus 34, 29 to 35. Just take a few minutes. You can pause right now. Take a minute and go read that story. It'll help you in the bigger picture of understanding what we're talking about here. After receiving the Ten Commandments written by God himself, Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the tablets. Although Moses did not realize it, his face shone with the glory of God, as it says. When Moses returned to the Israelite camp, the people saw his radiant face and they were afraid to approach him. So when Moses called the people together to tell them everything that God had commanded them to do, he put a veil over his face. Whenever Moses would enter the most holy place in the tabernacle to be in the Lord's presence, he would take off the veil to speak with God. Then he would stand before the people with his face uncovered and tell them what God had commanded. After he finished speaking, Moses would once again slip the veil over his face. Paul seized Moses' habit of putting a veil over his face and then taking it off as a symbol of the difference between the Old and New Covenants. The old way, with laws etched in stone, as we just read, brought condemnation because it pointed out sin and its tragic consequence, which is death. In contrast, the new covenant brings life through the Holy Spirit. This was more glorious, literally reflecting more of the brilliance of God than the law. To make his point even more forceful, Paul described the glory of Moses' face as a fading glory. The Old Testament passage does not record this fact. It seems that Paul interpreted Moses' action of covering his face with a veil as an effort on Moses' part to divert attention from the fading brilliance of his own face in order to focus the people's attention on the law. Paul saw this fading glory as another sign of the temporary nature of the Old Covenant. Number two, let's look at verses 9, 10, and 11. They read, if the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Here's the question. Paul says that the old covenant could give only condemnation, but the new covenant can make people right with God. Well, how can this be? Paul's letter to the Romans explains in detail how the Old Covenant brings condemnation. The law carries a verdict of guilty because it points out sin in people's lives. I would encourage you to go to Romans 3, verses 19 and 20, and Romans 5, 12 and 13. In fact, I'm going to read them for you. Here's Romans 3, 19 and 20. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Okay, we just talked about that. Here's Romans 5, verses 12 and 13. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin, because there was not yet any law to break. Well, that makes sense. But continuing with my answer here, no one is righteous before God, Romans 3.10. But God mercifully gives his own righteousness to those who believe in his son, Romans 5.17. This way, 
all those who believe in Jesus are declared right with God. Romans 3 verses 20 through 22. So then, this sums up the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant that Paul had preached to the Corinthians. The Old points out sin and brings God's judgment, but the New, through Jesus' innocent life and death, brings God's righteousness to the believer. The Old Covenant was glorious. Not only did Moses' face shine, but thunder, lightning, earthquakes, dense clouds, blazing fire, and a deafening trumpet blast accompanied its inauguration at Mount Sinai. But that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way, as the scripture just read. The new ministry of the Holy Spirit is even more glorious. The changed hearts and lives of believers is an even more miraculous work of God than lightning, thunder, and earthquakes. In fact, this greater glory was eclipsing the glory of the old covenant. Just as the bright light of the sun makes a flashlight useless, so the surpassing glory of the new covenant renders the lesser glory useless. The old covenant has been replaced and was being superseded by the new covenant, which would last forever. Number three, verses 12 and 13. Let's read those together. They say, since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold, but we are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. Here's the question. In these verses, Paul concludes his discussion on the superiority of the new covenant over the old. What is his conclusion? Paul concluded that the new way, in other words, the new covenant, inspired believers to be very bold. The Greek word translated boldness is the word that the Greeks used to speak of the right to free speech. Here Paul used this word to indicate the public nature of his ministry. He would boldly preach the mysteries of salvation. Paul's boldness was an outgrowth of his confidence in the new covenant, the glorious permanent ministry of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers. This type of confidence in the faithfulness of God inspired Paul to publicly proclaim the good news of salvation. Paul could act with greater confidence than the spiritual giant Moses, for Paul had been given an eternal message to proclaim to all the nations. Paul did not need to worry about its glory ever fading away. Number four. Let's look at verses 14 through 16. They read, But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Here's the question. In these verses, what people group is Paul talking about and their struggle with the Old Covenant? And what hope does he share about those who embrace the New Covenant? Paul's common practice when he first went to a city was to preach to the Jews who would gather in the local synagogue. He did the same thing in Corinth. And you can also check out Acts chapter 18, verses 1 to 4. But the Jews rejected his message of salvation. At times, Jews even pursued Paul to other cities to try to silence him. Paul most frequently found welcome with the God-fearing Gentiles. Now, let me get more to the answer here. In his letter to the Romans, Paul focused on why the Jews had rejected Jesus, to whom all the scriptures the Old Testament pointed. Jesus was Israel's Messiah, the person who fulfilled God's promises to Israel. The Jews, if anyone, should be rejoicing. Instead, 
Their minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read. Well, that's what it just said as we read. I would urge you to also check out Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11, and especially chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. It was as if a veil covered their minds so they couldn't understand the truth. But by believing in Christ, the veil is miraculously lifted. Just as Christ had opened Paul's spiritual eyes to the truth about Jesus, the Holy Spirit would also open believers' eyes to how Jesus fulfilled the scriptures. Moses and his veil illustrate the fading of the old system and the veiling of the Jews' minds by their pride, hardness of heart, and refusal to repent. The veil kept many Jews from understanding the references to Christ in the scriptures they heard every single week. And in the last verse, verse 16, it says that whenever someone turns to the Lord, or in other words, becomes a Christian, the veil is taken away. In other words, Christ removes the veil, giving that person not only understanding of the true meaning of the scriptures, but also eternal life and freedom from trying to be saved by keeping laws. Christ saves the person from their sin. How great is that? And now the final two verses for today. Verses 17 and 18. They read, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Don't you love those verses? Powerful. Let's unpack them. In these verses, Paul introduces another reason why the new covenant is better than the old. What is it, and how should it affect us today? Paul says the reason the new covenant is better than the old is that it is a ministry of freedom. Christ's death on the cross brought freedom for anyone who believes. 1 Corinthians 6.20 said, God bought you with a high price. We talked about that a few weeks back. Now, what does Jesus free us from? Because this is a ministry of freedom, right? That's what Paul just said. Well, he frees us from sin and the condemnation that results from trying to obey the law. He also frees us from the fear of death, the penalty of our sins. Jesus even frees us from the evil powers of the age. And Christ frees believers from the same mental veil that covered many of the Jews to whom Paul was preaching. When we trust Christ to save us, Jesus removes that heavy burden of trying to please him. His light dispels our ignorance, giving us a clear understanding of the gospel. By trusting Christ, we are loved, accepted, forgiven, and freed to live for him. Just as Moses took off his veil when he went into the Lord's presence, all Christians can behold God's glory with that veil removed. Unlike the Jews who had to rely on priests to mediate between them and God, Christians through Christ's saving work on the cross have direct access to the Father. So under the new covenant, all believers can reflect the glory of the Lord, as it says in the verse. In contrast, under the old covenant, only Moses had access to the Lord's presence and so could reflect his glory. But now all Christians can be like Moses. When Christians who were given access to the Father through Christ's work look at God's glory, they begin to reflect his holy character in their lives, becoming more and more like him. As a result of this encounter with God, they're forever changed. The Holy Spirit works through believers' lives, step by step, helping them come closer to God's perfect way of living. It occurs little by little as the Holy Spirit points out more areas of our lives that need to be submitted to God's will. And we then freely submit to God. 
The Holy Spirit works through the preaching of God's Word, the reading of Scripture, and our prayer life, and the wise guidance of other mature believers to lead believers on God's wonderful path of righteousness. Well, believe it or not, folks, we're done. We've covered 2 Corinthians 3, verses 7 to 18. We've talked about the glory of the new covenant and why the new covenant is better than the old. The glory of the new covenant awaits, beloved. I hope that it will be yours. All right, next time we're going to be studying 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 18, and we're going to be talking about treasures in jars of clay. Thanks so much for being with me today. It's been a joy to share with you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and week, and I'll see you right back here next time. Until then, God bless you. Go in peace. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for another encouraging message from God's Word. To find out more about our ministry, look us up on the web at www.whccnb.org. Word of Hope Christian Church. Real people. A real God. Real hope.